Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our friends at MyBookie where you can still today go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code UGA, and you can get up to $200 in actual cash deposited directly into your account. And once you make it that deposit, that first deposit, and you bet that first deposit, then that cash can be withdrawn into your account. You can put it into your wallet and actually go and do whatever it is that you want to do with it. You can't find a deal like that anywhere else, so make sure to bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie i am tyler and back with me once again charlie it's all coming down to this i get well i guess we're gonna have our championship week picks right yeah but this is like the last real week of football and it's uh depressing like you're right championship week you have a couple of games but it's like five or six games this is the last like whole full slate of football for God, Charlie, nine months. You can start 10 focusing months. on basketball. It doesn't. I have do to love be college so basketball. I'm, I, I love college basketball. That only lasts about three months, Charlie. Four months, four-ish months. But don't wish your life away. But I don't know. The reason I said it comes down to this, Charlie. You're right. I shouldn't wish my life away. Is I don't have the exact numbers because I'm not the keeper of the notebook. That is your job. But I feel like you had an incredible week. And last week you were like nipping right on my heels. I feel like you might have like caught up to me or maybe even jump past me because I feel like you had a really good week last week just based off what I know that you picked. I was following some of those games. I was rooting for you. I want you to do well. But at some point, it's like, okay, all right, you can, you can slow down a little bit. I had a nice little solid lead, and I feel like that's evaporating right now. It was a pretty good week. You had a, I mean, I feel like the past month, you have just been on an absolute tear. I think wow. you had one week that was like 500, then you had like a 9-2 and two week, uh a nine and four week, and you're just like on fire here. All right, well, we'll start with your numbers today. Does that work? Sure, whatever you, you always want. always do. You went 13 and eight last week, three and one on upset specials, hitting on Oregon over Utah, Texas Tech over Iowa State, and Iowa over Minnesota. Uh, for the third week in a row, you hit your parlay, uh, Wisconsin. You had to sweat that one out. I really did, Charlie. They had to score 14 points, I think, in the fourth quarter to win that game. Yeah, that parlay also included Kansas State, Cal, and Oklahoma, which were all on the money line and paid out at plus 
213. Plus so 213. Very nice little chunk of change there. All right. What were your thoughts on last week? It was a good week. I mean, 13. Anytime you can make a profit, it's always a good week, right, Charlie? But 13 and 8, I'll take that. I've had better weeks. I've had worse weeks. It's a nice, solid week. It was a good week. It could have been a better week. There were a couple of games I felt good about that did not work out for me. I did not take a side on the Florida Vandy game because I wanted Vandy to win, but I felt like Florida would score more points on Vandy. I mean, they should have. They just couldn't score points in the red zone. Anthony Richardson threw for over 400 yards in that game, but I had the over in that one, over 57 and a half, and that did not hit. So that one frustrated me a little bit. ECU minus six. I thought that was easy money against Houston. Houston has been just so disappointing all year, but inexplicably, they became the team I thought Houston would be all year long. They beat the holy hell out of ECU. So, I mean, the couple of games I thought I was going to win, but all in all, 13-8, Charlie. I can't complain. I had a good week with my upset specials, the parlay hit, so I thought it was a good week. It's pretty good, but not as good as mine. No, Charlie. I, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I, I, mean, I was watching. I, I had the list of, of who you picked, and it's like, wow, she got that one, she got that one, she got that one, and it just kept going on and on. The 12 o'clock hour is very good. Went very well. It was good for you because you were texting me, and you're like, check, check, check. And I, like, literally, all I was getting was green check marks. Yep. That's a text message. I was like, yep. oh my God. Okay. All right. Well, all right. overall, I went 11 and 4 last week. Arkansas finally came up big for me as an upset special when they took down Ole Miss at home. I feel like you had them like seven weeks in a row as an upset special. I did, and they finally lived up. Finally. They finally lived it. up to it. Uh, but for the second week in a row, of course, I missed my parlay, but parlay by one leg. That's how it always happens. It gets you. That's how yeah. it gets you. So overall, this season, we are tied both at 60%. You are 112 and 74, which is now 11 and 7 on upset specials at 61%. You're now back to 500 after a 3 and 0 start to the season followed by a 5 week losing streak. Um so you're 6 at 6, 6 and 6 for weekly parlay. Yeah, I was down bad there for for a minute, Charlie. I lost all confidence in my parlay picking, but now I feel good. I'm back on it. I'm also at 60% with 76 and 49. I'm 4 and 5 on parlays. I'm okay with that. And 2 and 8 on upset specials, but I am very proud of the two upset specials hey. that Were I did. Were they both Arkansas? Get. I feel like it's Arkansas every no, week. No, it was you. Mizzou. Wasn't it Mizzou no, you, over No, someone? you had Mizzou over Auburn like early in the year, oh, and they blew yeah. it so bad in that game. Yeah. That was like the beginning of your struggle. I think it was the first true upset special you had. You, if you remember back early in the season, you kept forgetting to actually pick an upset special. Well, yeah, that always happened. Right. Well, I think Mizzou was like the first one you are proud of yourself. Okay, I remember. I got an upset special. I got Missouri over Auburn, and... Uh, yeah, that um, God, that should hit, and I think that was that like that just put some bad. I'm trying on to you. find the other upset. Oh, it was Ole Miss over LSU, right? No, LSU. No, Ole they miss. didn't miss. Oh, my check means that I actually talked about it. This is where the notebook. No, you got Mizzou over South Carolina. See, I told you it was Mizzou. Okay, I thought you meant Mizzou over Auburn. Okay, okay, no. okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it wasn't Arkansas. No, it's okay. It was but Mizzou. I finally got Arkansas on an upset. Hey, you got a couple Special. of them. Yeah, but I, I, Charlie, I gotta tell you, I am insanely impressed with your stretch run here the last month this is crunch time a lot of people just choke and you can tell you watch your football because people don't watch your football they don't really get better you've gotten better as the season's gone on that tells me you know what you're talking about you're watching football you're doing your homework as you said earlier in the week so uh just a a round of applause charlie i thought i had this and you have like (laughs) literally caught right up to me i mean thank god for the speed it up button on I what podcast iTunes whatever that app oh, do you, is. Do you do like I have one to. and a half speed? I have to and no, I do one and a quarter. But I have to in order to listen to all my podcasts. Can you actually There's catch no all way. Them? Yeah. 
She's one and a quarter. It's not that fast. You're listening to other football podcasts. Yeah, while I am doing all sorts of things. Well, you're actually paying it, clearly you're paying attention. Like you got it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed, Charlie. Have I'm to have impressed. multiple resources for information. I'm very impressed. You have you have been on a hellacious run here. Very impressive. Unfortunately, I can't listen to all of my shows before we record this episode because it is Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Just let's let's put that disclaimer out here, guys. We so don't have updated rankings. It is, it is Thanksgiving week. Family's in town. Uh, we're doing this on Tuesday because we want to get this out to you earlier in the week because we know games start on Thursday. There might be injuries, coaching yeah, announcements. Absolutely. We don't know what's going to happen. So Up until Charlie got here like five minutes ago, I was sitting here and Charlie got here and I'm sitting here looking at injury reports trying to find out like who's hurt, who's who's in, who's out. Because this time of the season, a lot of guys are hurt. And usually on Tuesday, you don't really know who's going to be playing and who's not going to be playing. So I'm just going to put that out there. We're operating off the information we have. We're going to give you the best picks that we possibly can. But just... You know, there's certain games, I'll try to tell you the ones where like, hey, watch this injury as the season, as the week progresses, but we just, you know, we're doing our best here. Just putting that out there. Do the best you can with what you we, have. This, we we want to get this episode out to you guys before all the game started, and right. that means we got to take some risk. Should we get started? Yeah, yeah, all let's right. do it. Of course, we're going to start with Thanksgiving Day. Get your post-meal nap in before 7 when the Egg Bowl kicks off. Ole Miss will host State this year. Again, we're recording this, so we don't, we know Ole Miss obviously dropped in the rankings, after losing yeah, we have Arkansas. not even seen the, the official new college football play, playoff rankings yet. There have also been rumors swirling around about Kiffin possibly going to Auburn since Brian Harson was fired less than a month ago. Well, I thought it was a done deal. That's what then, that John Sockoff guy, just, whatever, was saying. I just love that he printed out his response to that reporter. That is and commitment you could, to trolling. Well, Charlie. I mean, he printed it out. That you can commitment. see the shadow on the paper of him taking a picture or whoever taking a picture of it. It's like, wow, he went to like... Real length. Is Lane to Kiffin troll. the greatest troll of all time? Oh, it's hilarious. Three, but it's no, not like a letter, malicious. Three Year Letterman is the greatest troll of all well, time. Shout out yeah. to our guy, Three Year Letterman, the greatest of all time, the GOAT officially. But Lane is like, for someone who doesn't troll necessarily for a living, and not that Three Year Letterman does it for a living, he's just very good at it. Lane's definitely number two. Yes, absolutely. Uh, needless to say, there's a lot of drama surrounding this game. Maybe more than normal. Now, the trophy is already in Oxford after the Rebels beat Mississippi State in Starkville last year. And we know Lane Kiffin and his players intend to keep the trophy in Oxford. However, I'm not sure that's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen on Thursday? You know, Charlie, every betting tip in the world, like every betting trend in the world would tell you to fade the holy crap out of Ole Miss here, right? Because, yes. I mean, we saw that last week. It was the. It's right. I, I felt very confident that Arkansas. I didn't want to put it on the a lock on the podcast here because I had my win total bet in Arkansas. and I didn't want to like jinx them or anything. I uh, felt, I'm going to go ahead and fade Ole Miss. Yeah. Because I'm taking Mississippi State you plus are. two and a half. You are taking. Yeah. The Bizarros. I mean, and, and that's two probably and a half. the right play, Charlie. It's probably the right play because you saw Ole Miss. I mean, I felt there was going to be the Bama hangover, and there was. Uh, they put their entire season to being Alabama. I mean, they were still in it for the SEC West title. and Well, kind of ish. That wasn't going to really happen because LSU's not going to lose to AM. But they were still mathematically there and they lose to Bama. And they should have won that game. And they had a massive hangover on the road at night in freezing conditions in Fayetteville. Yeah. We'll so, see if Mike. And Leach... now you have the Lane Kiffin potentially going to Auburn and yeah. stuff. I mean, there, there's a lot of like negativity you would think swirling around the program. Well, we'll see if Mike Leach can keep his boys focused on football for a few extra days, and they yeah. can go back to their girlfriends next week. They just need, fat need a, girlfriends. their fat little girlfriends. Quote, fat little girlfriend. That's not me yeah. saying that. No, his that is quote, not us. Fat I am quoting Mike Leach. Yeah, he just needs a few more days 
a focus from the boys. And then they're free on Friday. From the boys. Um, yeah, free on Friday. How would you feel about playing? Like, if we had a traditional rivalry, rivalry game and it was Thursday night of Thanksgiving, how would you feel about that? I mean, it's a holiday, so I'm okay with that. Now, if we're playing on a Friday and I have to go to work or I'm supposed to go to work, that's a different story. Like, that's just Oh, not... I would hate it with a deep abiding passion. Yeah. Like, anytime, like, to me, I, I like a game being on Thursday because it means I get to watch or a game. Or maybe I would like it because then my Saturday is free to watch all of the other games. See, there's definitely that, but I just feel like... I would if probably it was my like it, team, actually. If, if it was us, I feel like the vibe would be different. Well, you yeah. I mean, you, those have, teams you, are... you have to take Thursday off to tailgate and do all that, and there's no other games to watch pregame. Like, I don't think I would love it. I, and I just, I don't know. I think that's for other teams. That's not for us. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. You can call me at least if you want. That's not for us. It's not right. for us. Well, I see you have some stats pulled up on this. Yeah. Page. Okay. So the thing, Charlie, like you're, you're probably almost certainly on the right side here. I mean, honestly, when, when, uh, you, you actually texted me this last night, you said, did you see Lane Kiffin's going to Auburn? I was like, huh? That's not, that can't be official. And I looked up, you sent me some stuff and I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm not surprised here. And I was like, immediately I was like, okay, now you gotta like definitely go all in on Mississippi State. And the more I thought about last night and into today, I'm like, maybe not. Like maybe Lane can twist this in their favor. I don't know, Charlie. All I know is that I've watched both these teams play all year. Ole Miss is a better football team. Now, Ole Miss is a better football team than Arkansas. And how did that work out last week? That's the thing. But this is at home. This is the Egg Bowl. I think that in a rivalry game like this, typically teams can kind of put some of that stuff aside. Because it's not unusual, Charlie, for there to be like coaching rumors at the end of a season. I'm not saying specifically to Ole Miss or Mississippi State, but there's not. it's not unusual at the end of the season, this time of year, for there to be coaching rumors for different teams. And a lot of times it doesn't seem to affect them because it's the rivalry game. They're playing for something bigger. And... If Ole Miss comes ready to play in this game at home, they are the better team. And they're plus like 1,300 yards on the season, their total yards margin, whereas Mississippi State's like plus 600-ish. So they are the better team here. They are. And that is why I'm going to put my faith in the better football team. And I'm not going to pay attention to the distractions. And I'm not going to do what I think I probably should do, honestly. But if you look at the trends and how things are, are looking right now with all the the distractions are on that program, but I'm going to go with the better team here. I think Ole Miss is that team. I th- Mississippi State's had a lot of trouble stopping the run throughout the past couple of months, and that's what Ole Miss does, guys. They don't throw the ball well. I mean, they had two 200-yard rushers last week, and now, now somehow they lost the game because they got out to a 42-6 deficit, but they can run the football. I think they'll be able to have some success running the football against this Mississippi State defense. Give me Ole Miss to win. Uh, it'll probably be a tight one, but give me Ole Miss to, to cover the two and a half at home. All right, so officially on your card? Officially on the card. Okay. All right. Well, moving on, let's talk about the Iron Bowl. This went into what? Quadruple overtime last year? I believe that's correct, Troy. Yeah, quadruple overtime. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that will happen this year, even though Bama is 9-2, and two, which is one of their worst records in years. It's not very Bama-like. And Auburn's interim head coach, Cadillac Williams, has motivated the Auburn players over the last month. And they're coming off a two-game winning streak. Of course, those wins came against Texas A&M. And Western Kentucky last weekend, but they at least won some games, which is you know they're better playing than when with like renewed was there. fire, renewed energy, renewed purpose uh, in a way they weren't under Brian Harson. Yeah, now Bama is down this year in relation to other Saban years, but I still think Bama will win this one. It's in Tuscaloosa. It'll be loud. It'll be dark for the second half, and it's a rivalry game. It may get ugly, but I think Bama walks away with a safe win. 
Bama is favored by 22. I am taking the over in this game. I'm not going to take the spread, but I'm going to take the over 49 and a half. Yeah, this is, I don't know, Charlie, this is a tough one for me. I want to have a little something on this game because it's the Iron Bowl. It's a fun game to have a little juice on, right? Can I add one more thing? Add one more thing. Probably because Bama probably still has hopes of trying to get into the playoffs. So if they can, like, run the score up big. Do you think they can actually get in? I'm just, I mean, We haven't hey, seen the rankings. We haven't seen the rankings this Tuesday the committee, afternoon. The committee can justify this anyway. They can justify have, their yeah, rankings. I have zero faith in There the, is no requirement other than what they dream up it in their little head. It inconceivable, but it is the playoff committee. It is the human element. So, and yeah. it's also Nick Saban, so... I mean, I mean, you remember back to 2017, Charlie, and Alabama got in then. I know it's a different Alabama team, but they got in. Um, all right, so, you know, Auburn's not really ever competitive in Tuscaloosa. All the games that are close between these teams, all the games that Auburn ends up winning in this Iron Bowl rivalry are always in Auburn. You know, last time they were in Tuscaloosa in 2020, it was 42-13 Bama. Then it was 52-21 back in 2018. 2016, it was 30-12. Uh, 49-0 back in 2012. So, I mean, the last time they were like remotely competitive was 2010. Auburn won that game in 2010. They won it by one point. But since then, the last decade, they're just not competitive in Tuscaloosa. It's it's, it's an Auburn where it's a, an awesome game. And this one is in Tuscaloosa. But as you were saying, Charlie, this is not the same caliber Alabama team. They have issues. Offensive line, they have issues. Receiver, they have issues. Jameer Gibbs has been banged up. He did not play last week. Maybe they were resting him for this week. I don't know if he's going to play. Honestly, I really don't know if he's going to play. And they have some solid guys behind him, but Jason McCullen's a good running back, but he's not Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs has been a huge part of this offense in both the running game and the pass game. And I will say this, Charlie, if Brian Harson was coaching this game, I would not even remotely entertain Auburn covering this spread. Absolutely not. Like I would like it's like Bama's gonna win. Even if Bama's got issues, which they do, I'd say Bama by 30 at least. But Brian Harson is not coaching this team anymore. And it's kind of like with Georgia Tech, when you have that albatross hanging around your neck and the rain clouds always just pouring on you at all times with all the, the negativity. Well, is my coach gonna be fired? Is he not? Like what's going on? And then all of a sudden that weight's lifted off your shoulders. Teams play different. Tech's playing a lot better since Jeff Collins got knocked out. And uh, you've seen the same thing from Auburn. Now, Auburn's still not a good football team, but they're playing with a purpose. They're playing with fire, with energy, with passion in a way they have not in a year and a half. And they, they you can clearly see they're playing for Cadillac Williams. And I don't think he's got a shot in hell to be the, the, the long-term solution there, but he thinks he might, and they think he might. And they want to see, like, if, they, if they beat Alabama, who knows, Charlie? Honestly, if they beat Alabama, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's Auburn. Crazy things happen. It's not going to happen. So, I, Charlie, I don't. I mean, I I would not think so. Reason, logic says no. But since when does that matter with Auburn? It just doesn't matter. I think Nick Saban would probably kill all of his players before he allowed that to happen. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it would be a disaster for them to hire him, in my opinion, long term. But in a one game setting, I think Auburn's going to be ready to play. Now, Alabama is the better team. They, you know, they do have issues. Auburn's got issues, too. They can't throw the, throw the football to save their life. But they're really, really figuring out who they are. And they are just grinding the football on the ground. They have two good running backs, obviously, with Bigsby. Um, then you've also got Robbie Ashford, who is a th- major threat with his legs as well. So I, I think that they can have some success running the ball on this Alabama defense because I don't believe in the Alabama linebackers. I don't think they're very good. They have really good edge rushers. I don't think Bama's a a dominant run-stopping team. Now, without the threat of any sort of pass whatsoever, can Auburn have have the kind of success they need to win the game? Probably not. 
But Auburn has a really good pass rush himself. Derek Hall, Wooten, those guys can get after the passer. I think Alabama has issues on the offensive line. If, if Jameer Gibbs does not play, I think that could potentially keep this game within striking distance for Auburn. So I think Bama's going to win and probably win comfortably. But 22, if you're giving me three touchdowns and a, and a point, give me those, Charlie. Give me all of them. I will take Auburn plus 22. All right, adding it to the notebook. Another SEC West rivalry game this weekend is LSU at Texas A&M. Now, I know A&M leaves much to be desired. They're just a train wreck at this point. But the Aggies are playing LSU, which is our opponent next weekend in the SEC championship game. So I thought we should talk about the Tigers just a little bit. Uh, Again, we're recording this before the playoff rankings are released on Tuesday night. Last week, LSU was number six. six, So where do you think they fall in the rankings, and what's your take on this game? Give us a little uh, pre-ranking preview. I mean, Tennessee's gone. so Prediction, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be either USC or or LSU. Does USC jump up? ahead? They were behind UCLA last week, or they were behind LSU last week, but do they jump up by virtue of the win over over UCLA, who was a top 15 team, whereas LSU just beat UAB at home? I don't think so. But I don't. I don't think so. I think LSU is going to be number five. I think LSU is going to be number five. I think USC is going to be number six. All right, sounds good. I could be totally wrong there. You never. It's hard to predict with the committee, but that'd be my prediction. All right, the Tigers are the ten point road favorite in this game. I think LSU will easily cover this game. I'm adding it to my card. I mean, the Aggies are just down so bad. I do wonder if the stadium will be as empty as it was last weekend. But I guess we'll just I would wait and say- see. No, because I mean it, it's LSU. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a team that's gonna be playing in the well in the SEC championship game. So they'll be will it be full? No, I do not think it'll be full. But I mean, Charlie, did you see the video clip of them like passing? Yeah, shirts? the relay. Like, there was a dude in the upper level that had like the entire. They all had entire sections of themselves. They're doing this like shirt relay thing. I guess yeah. it, was, it was hilarious. Maybe video they'll do year. it again this weekend. I think there'll be enough people to maybe not do that, but I don't think it'll be sold out. This is an interesting game, Charlie. Uh, I still say a really talented. I mean, they are. They are really talented. But you call them a train wreck, Charles. I think this is a train wreck inside of a nitroglycerin plant at this point. That's what Texas A&M is. It is, um, mm, it is bad. Now, some of the guys are allegedly going to be back. A-Chain's probably going to be back at running back. He didn't play last week. Looks like they're going to get Evan Stewart potentially back as well. So that's a shot in the arm. But, Charlie, what is it? I think it's October 15th of last year, I think, was the last time they scored 30 points in – an SEC game? A long time ago. It was, it was, I mean, they only scored, over a year ago. They only scored 20 points against the University of Massachusetts. You know, yes, I, I, I said won't... University of Massachusetts. Yeah, you mass. You nailed that pick. People. You nailed the pick, so you can you can call them whatever you want to call them. I'll give you that. They're bad, Charlie. They're so bad. Like this might be the worst coaching job in the history of college football. Would you consider all the talent they had on this team? And for them to be what they're three and no, they're four and seven now. Is that right? I think they're four and seven. Four and seven. Horrible. And I know they've had injuries at quarterback, but actually, you know, you had, I don't know, the guy you started the season with, you had him at points, and you benched him again, you go with a true freshman who was a five-star guy. There's so much talent, and you win four games. Like, I think legitimately the worst coaching, at least in in the conversation of worst coaching job that I can think of in the Power Five. Like, it's just a bad, bad team, man. Bad coaching job. LSU has gotten better and better each and every week. I still don't think LSU is an elite team. I don't really think they're a top five team, but they're probably getting up in the top five right now going into the um, championship week if they can win this game. LSU is just in a better place right now. They're rolling right now. They're hitting on all cylinders in a way that A&M hasn't (laughs) even come close to all year. So uh, give me LSU minus 10. I just don't think that A&M can score enough. LSU is not a, a prolific offense, so to say, but... 
A&M just can't score right now. I mean, 20 points against UMass? Like, what what are we talking about here? So give me LSU. I'm just honestly surprised this number is as low as it is at this point, Char. I think the odds makers are still giving respect to the, the talent on that, this A&M team. And maybe this is like the, you know, the final stand, I guess. But if I'm looking at how these two teams have played all year, LSU is definitely 10 points better than Texas A&M, even if it is in College Station. Okay, I just blinked out because I was looking up something for another game. You said you're just taking LSU against the spread. Just LSU okay, minus 10, yes. I wrote it down. Done. Okay, let's hop over to the SEC East and talk about Tennessee at Vandy. Now, earlier in the season, Tennessee on Twitter, all social media platforms were talking about how they were going to checker Vandy for the they rivalry They probably game. will. The now, fans will do that. Vandy beat Florida. Florida. They also beat... Who else did they beat? You picked this, Charlie. South Carolina. They, right? No, they no. lost to South Carolina. They lost to South Carolina. They beat Kentucky. Kentucky, beat there Kentucky. we go. It all starts to run I together. Know. They almost beat 13. South Carolina. They almost okay. beat Missouri. Well, I mean... Okay, so I just went back and I looked at Tennessee. Okay, now we know that they lost to Georgia. Us. And then they went... And played Missouri mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Josh Heupel was able to get his guys up for that. He ran the score up in the last two minutes and took a timeout to run the score up. Against Missouri? Yes, he did. Called karma. Mm-hmm. Because then last weekend, they got boat raced, absolutely smacked And they were throwing play action. Carolina was throwing play action bombs yes. late in the game when they were up by like four touchdowns. Rattler, yes, like karma. And Tennessee fans are screaming like foul, screaming right. bloody murder. Like, what were you all talking about? So now they have to go a couple hours down the road on Saturday, and they're going to play at Vandy, who, yes, um... Took the field. I won't say stormed the field. They did not, there weekend. was no storming. There was a I walking onto the field. I don't think there will be any checkering Vandy. I don't think. Josh, oh, I think their fans will checker Vandy. The fans will be there. I don't a know. A trip to Nashville? Come on. They're gonna go, I don't know. Yeah, let's go there. I, I think this fan, the stands will be full of orange. I don't know. We'll see. But that's every team that plays there. I don't really care about that. I just think that Josh Heupel will be unable to get his guys hyped up enough mm-hmm. um, this weekend after their. Playoff dreams have been dashed because you it's can't be lose really to South Carolina. It's going to be really interesting, It's going to be really interesting. And so, no Hendon Hooker. I mean, that sucks, but I'm really I feel terrible for him. Yeah. But no Hendon Hooker in this game. So Vandy's the underdog at home at plus fourteen. I'm taking Vandy at plus fourteen because I knew Vandy would come through for me. I'm going to take him again. What do you think about the the point total? Sixty five. Um, I think it'll be under sixty five, but I'm not putting that on my card. Vandy defense is still really bad, Charlie. Anthony Richardson threw for 400-plus on him last week. It is really bad, but South Carolina's defense is pretty bad, too. Yeah, and and Tennessee still put up almost 40 on them. They just don't don't know that they're going to have... South Carolina scored 63. But I think that they were trying to fight back last week. I feel like mentally this week, it's kind of just like our dreams have been dashed and why play anymore? Yeah, I mean, this, this, the psychology of this is interesting. Because they were all building up to the be psychology in the of this playoffs really again. Or do they take out their frustrations on poor, hapless Vandy? Mm, I don't know. I think that Josh Heupel's... I just don't know that that is what's going to happen. You know, they were all hoping to make the playoff, and now it's kind of like, are they excited for whatever bowl they might get into? I don't know. Cotton Bowl against Tulane. I'm okay. Get pumped, guys. I'm taking Vandy plus 14. See, I want to, Charlie. I really want to. I just had this feeling that... Tennessee is going to come out and 
really take out some frustrations on Vandy because Vandy's defense is terrible. And like without Hendon Hooker, that's another element of this is like, okay, Hooker's not playing. Is their passing offense going to be what it has been? Are they going to be as explosive? Joe Milton's a guy who was a starter at Michigan for a couple of games back in 2020. And he started, he actually started last year until they benched him and went with Hendon Hooker. So he's got some experience and he, he he's a really good runner. He's I mean, a better runner than Hendon Hooker is. So I think that they're going to score some points on Vandy here. I I think Tennessee's going to boat race them, Charlie. The way they got boat raced last week, I really do. But I I want I really want to root for Vandy, so I'm not going to take the side here. I am, however, going to take the over 65. I think Tennessee could easily score 50 on Vandy. Um, without Hinton Hooker, we'll see. And Vandy, I don't know, like Vandy... To win this game, Charlie, they're going to have to do more than just run the football. That's one thing Tennessee does well. They stop out, they sell out to stop the run defensively. And you saw last week, they, you know, South Carolina threw, what, six touchdowns, something like that, something crazy. And it was absurd. I think going into that game, what's his nuts? Rattler had eight touchdowns total all season. He threw six in that one game, Charlie. So obviously, we know, we've known this for a while. We told you just going into the game against them when we, when we played them here in Athens, they can't stop the pass. They, they put their guys on the island. They're not good anyway, and that's just how they play defense. But my question is, is Vandy equipped enough with Mike Wright at quarterback to take advantage of those deficiencies in the Tennessee secondary? I hope the answer is yes. I just don't know that it is. But uh, I'm going to take the over 65 here. All right. Well, let's talk about a cross-division SEC game with Arkansas playing at Mizzou. Now we oh, know. Oh Jesus! If you if you're out there, if you're listening, all I want for Christmas is an Arkansas win and a Georgia national championship. But Georgia national championship and Arkansas win over Missouri, please. All right. Well, God. we know Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks were able to beat Ole Miss last weekend. Um, Arkansas is favored by three and a half at Mizzou. Arkansas. Not only do they need to win this game for your win total bet, please, but Jesus. they also need another I've been win. A good boy. They also need another win to be bowl eligible. No, Arkansas no, is bowl eligible. Missouri are, is the one. That's Missouri, why Missouri needs this game to be bowl right. eligible. And I'm like, no, don't be no, motivated. Roll I'm sorry. over. Roll I over want, and die. Roll I over want, and die. I want Sam Pittman to win. I'm taking the Razorbacks minus three and a half. Mizzou's got a pretty good defense. A very good defense. Uh, yeah, but I'm still Arkansas taking Arkansas. Arkansas be one-dimensional at times. Yeah, I'm still taking Arkansas. But Missouri offense is just like it's weird. Missouri's defense is really good. Arkansas's offense can run the football right Can't down. Can't have road. it all, I guess. But the Arkansas defense is so bad. Missouri offense is so bad. It's like who's worse? Is Missouri offense worse than the Arkansas defense? I don't know. We're about to find out because this is going to be one I will be watching very, very closely on Friday. I am very excited about this game because I need Arkansas to win. Arkansas has blown so many chances to already cover the six and a half. And now it's come down to this, and I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out. So, Charlie, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna do the same thing I did last week. I'm not going to take a side. I'm not going to touch this game because I don't want to put any bad voodoo on on the Hogs in this game. I've already got enough money on them, so I'm just. Uh, I'm a hopeful, wishful spectator in this one. All right. Well, that's all of the SEC matchups for this week. Do you want to go ahead and talk about Georgia and Georgia Tech now, or do you want to save that for the very end? Charlie, you're the star of the podcast, so I will defer to you. We'll save it for the very end. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Well, what, I guess, ACC, SEC matchups do you have? Or how many picks do you have left? I have two, four, five. Before we get into parlays. Oh, and you have like, like 15, 18. Like okay. Why don't you just pick a <laughs> spot? Thing, so like, I spray the board every week and you're like, hmm, very select. I'm going to go with this one, maybe that one. I always have more. Yeah. So you want me to give you like three? Sure. Okay, so let's And some go. of them I'm sure overlap. Yeah, if, if there's some that overlap, you jump in here, okay? So I'm going to go. I think you mentioned this one before the show. 
I'm gonna go to. Wait, is it bad luck if we don't talk about Georgia right now? I'm let's go ahead and talk. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't want to say. Let's anything. go ahead and talk about Georgia. Okay, okay. Well, it's hate week. We all know. Rec tech week. You know. Tech sucks. Good old fashioned hate. Nerds. Blah blah blah. Georgia is favored by thirty five and a half at Joke home. By Coke. I think North that Georgia Avenue trade school. Sorry, I just got to throw them all out there. I think that Georgia is going to cover the spread, but if they don't, it's because we just dominate the first half and then all the backups get in so that they can rest for next weekend. That's a very realistic possibility, Charlie. And here's the thing. Kirby had like no love laws for Jeff Collins. There's not really much of a relationship there. Brent Key, he's coached with Brent he Key. Does, like, he knows yeah. Brent Key. And you've seen He played at Tech he when at tech. Kirby played yeah, at played Georgia. At- at the same time, maybe yep. at the same time. Was the same time? I know. I know. Brinkey played there. He has respect for Brinkey. He's coached with him, and it's guys that he has respect for that he knows and is on friendly terms with. Traditionally, Kirby backs off. Like when he, when he get a big lead, he will back off. And now you also have the added dimension of okay, now we're gonna be playing in the SEC championship game the next week and get some of these other guys some reps. That's a very very realistic possibility. That's one thing that's concerned me about covering the actual spread. Now, looking at this tech team, and I'll give you guys a little bit of a preview later on this week. We're switching things up. We'll give you that the, the last episode of the week. Don't tell them too much so that they listen to the other podcasts. Yeah, try. I'm a pro. Guys, we know it's the Thanksgiving weekend, but like, please still listen to all the podcasts. That's how we get paid. You can use that little... Sp- you can use the Charlie's over here button. begging people. Well, our numbers go well, down. I just, I just, I mean, hey, I just want to give people content. I know, like, family can be a lot. I want to have people to be able to, like, to right. have something but to go listen to. But you might be crushed for time, so just tap that little button, yes. you know, to increase the speed to one and a quarter or one and a half, and still. We get are working hard here during Thanksgiving week. We're trying to make it happen for y'all, but it's all good. It's all good. We love this. It's a labor of love. All right, so uh, yeah, I'll give you a little bit of something here. So I, I, I told you this on the mailbag episode. Tech's playing a lot better, guys. Since Jeff Collins was excised from that program, this is a different Tech team. I mean, they're not a super talented team. You know, Jeff Sims, their starter at quarterbacks, is out. They're on their third-string quarterback. Zach Gibson, who was really bad early in the year. I watched them play, uh, who was it, Virginia on a Thursday night earlier in the year, and that's when Jeff Sims went out, and Gibson came in, and Gibson was freaking terrible. I mean, I think they lost that game 16-14. I had the under in that one, and I didn't sweat that for like a solitary second. It was easy, easy, easy money. But uh, Gibson's gotten better. He's gotten some more reps here. They're kind of going the two-quarterback system right now. Uh, Gibson's the guy that when they want to throw the football, he's in there. Uh, a guy named Tyson, I'm going to mess this name up, Pumanchan. Pumanchan, okay? That's his name, Pumanchan. Transfer from Clemson. He's the more mobile dual throw guy. They'll throw with him a little bit. But offensively, they're still bad. They are very, very bad offensively. They don't really do much of anything well on offense. And if you look at the last couple of weeks, they, uh, yeah, they beat North Carolina. They only put up 373. They put up 363 on Miami, uh, 264 against Florida State, 202 against Virginia. That's the game I was telling you about. Uh, it is a solid effort against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's dreadful, 463 yards in that game. But that's not why they've been winning some games, why they've been playing better. It's the defense, guys. I mean, I remember back in, uh, I think it was week three, when I was in Columbia, South Carolina, and after our game, I was watching the Ole Miss Tech game, and they gave up like 550 to Ole Miss in that game. And uh, it, it was a bad look. They gave up 642 to Florida State a couple about a month ago. But 297 against Virginia Tech, 353 Miami, 365 against North Carolina. If you add it all up, since Jeff Collins has been fired, 
They've given up 352 yards a game and 23 points per game in the uh, in the six games not against Florida State because they just got murdered by Florida State since Collins has been fired. And in those games, they beat Pitt, they beat Duke, they beat North Carolina. Two of those three games are on the road. All three of those teams are bowl teams. They're already bowl eligible. Tech is not terrible. They're not good, but they're also not a terrible football team. And they are playing hard for Brent Key. There's something to it when a guy played there, players buy into it. It's very much like Kirby when they when they played there. And look, Brent Key just knows what he's doing. He's coached at Alabama. He's been on, he's been with Kirby Smart. He's been with Nick Saban. He knows what he's doing more than Jeff Collins ever knew what he was doing. But that's just not how these things work. He didn't have the resume, so he didn't get the job. But you know, Brent Key has done a really good job with them. They play hard. They're playing fast. They're playing physical. They're taking on his identity as an offensive line coach. So they're going to come out ready to play, guys. Like they, this is, you know, I mean, like every team that we play, this is nothing new. But for a rivalry game with Tech and their their rival coming off a national championship, this is this is like their Super Bowl. Of course it is. Now, fortunately, it's here in a, in Athens. But this game shouldn't be close, just like Kentucky should have been close last week. But I will say Kentucky is more equipped, and the conditions in that game made it more likely for them to keep that game close. We Are we are we 35 points better than Georgia Tech at home? Yes, the answer is yes. But Charlie, you brought up a great point. I, I If we get up to that kind of lead, what does it look like in the middle of the third through the fourth quarter when Kirby's coaching against a guy that he has respect for? I don't know, man. I don't know if you kind of call it the dogs there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I say the dogs win comfortably, but I, even though we, we oh God, we've covered so easily the past couple of years, Charlie. You know what? Whatever. I'm just, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm, I'm gonna get away from old Georgia syndrome. Now, bit me last week. Let's say the dogs cover the 35 and a half. All right. Well, where do you want to go to now? All right. Well, let's take a break real quick. Yep. Do my bookie. Okay. So my bookie, guys. You know, I told you about this earlier in the week, and I'm gonna tell you again. They have sweetened the offer here with the promotional deal they've been offering. Right now, with so many odds to choose from, my bookie is trying to give you a chance to put some cash in your pocket. And it's it's a crazy deal, guys. I've never actually heard anything like this, to be honest with you. I've been betting for a while now. But my bookie has a no strings bonus that's letting you cash in, cash out quick. Still the same promo code, still UGA, but on a deposit of $50 or more, so at least 50 bucks, you can receive up to $200 in cash that they will match, and that cash will be instantly put into your MyBookie account. And the bonus is simple, guys. Let's say you deposit 50 bucks. As soon as you bet 50 bucks, you can withdraw that cash from your deposit that they gave you for free, and boom, now it's in your wallet. Use it for shopping, whatever it is that you want to do. It's really simple. Again, go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code UGA. There's still plenty of football left to be bet on, plenty of college basketball, plenty of NFL, a lot of stuff going on. It's a great time of year, guys. Bowl season's about to be here. So make sure to bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, well, where do you want to go now? Well, um, I got, you want me to give you, give you about three of them? Sure. Right, I got a couple. Sure. Prepared. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. All right. I'm going to go. I try to keep them in order for you again, Charlie. I wanted to. This is my Thanksgiving gift to you. I, I almost did. I just kind of messed one up. I'm fixing it here real quick. I'm going to go to the ACC. Let's go to Florida, the state of Florida, the Sunshine State. Give me the nose, Charlie. We all watched what happened with Florida last week. They lost to Vandy. Now, Vandy's better, but come on. Come on, Florida. What are you doing? Florida State, I've told you all for a couple of weeks now, I think Florida State is currently the best team in the ACC. However, unfortunately for them, they lost a couple of games in the middle of their schedule, and they are not eligible for the conference championship game. But if they play the conference championship game, I think they probably win that game. Florida State's just playing lights out right now, guys. I mean, their statistical profile in terms of like yardage margin, points margin, is almost identical to Alabama right now. And we all think Alabama's still a good football team. Not a vintage Bama team, but still a good football team. So Florida State, I, I think they're, they're running the football like crazy. Florida's had issues stopping the run this year. Florida State's defense is playing at a much higher level than they were earlier in the year. Florida, I just don't believe in them offensively. Uh, give me Florida State minus 10 at home against the Gators. I think Mike Norvell is starting to kind of catch fire there with the Knowles. This is a team to certainly watch out for heading into 2023. All right, I had them at nine and a half. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take nine and a half. All right, I, yeah, because I have the same pick. Yeah, FSU's been give playing me, well. Yeah, give, me, give me nine and a half. Florida just lost to Vandy. Boo-hoo. Uh, don't care. Uh, yeah, FSU. And, and, and the thing at this point in the year, Billy Napier's been trying to cull the program of some of the malcontents You know, ever since they lost to us. And I think that's um, having a little bit of an effect on the team right now. Florida will be fine next year. I, I think Florida State is just playing so much better right now. So give me the Knowles in that one. I'm going to stick in the ACC here for the next couple of picks, Charlie. So I think that was an ACC-SEC matchup. But uh, let's go to Durham, North Carolina, Wake Forest, minus three and a half. Duke is better this year, guys. They really are. They're playing much better football. I'm honestly kind of surprised this line. It's one of those, like, when I see a line like this, then it's like, wow, I have the perception of Wake is much better than Duke. What does Vegas know that I don't know? And sometimes you want to stay away from these lines, but I'm not going to stay away. It's the final week, guys. I'm spraying the board. I don't know about y'all. I, I wanted to have some fun with Rivalry Week. Love this weekend. So I'm going to go Wake minus three and a half on the road in Durham. Riley Leonard's a good quarterback. He's a dual threat guy. Can throw the ball, can run the ball for Duke. But... Sam Hartman in that wake offense has just got too much firepower, I think, for Duke to be able to keep up. So give me wake minus two and a half, but the Dukies have had a really solid year. Um, I'm also going to go, let's stay in the state of North Carolina. Let's go North Carolina Tar Heels, who did just lose at home to Georgia Tech to dash any possible outside hope they had of a potential backdoor Coswell playoff berth. But the Tar Heels, I think, bounced back in a big way here. 
at home against NC State in this rivalry game. North Carolina minus six here. Charlie, Drake May, I know he didn't have a, a great game last week. I, think, I mean, his numbers still statistically would put him right there in the Heisman Trophy conversation. I still think he's an awesome, awesome quarterback. Defensively, they're not good, but they're getting better. And the thing with NC State is they have issues on offense. They've had issues on offense all year, but they have some major issues at quarterback right now. We know that Leary went out earlier in the year. Jack Chambers transferred from Charleston Southern, started a couple games. There was MJ Morris, the rusher freshman. He was hurt last week, so it was back to Jack Chambers, who can't throw the football to save his life. Then they had another freshman come in and try to throw the football, and he couldn't do anything. So they are just in a really tough spot at quarterback right now, and I don't think that MJ Morris is going to play this week. I don't know. I haven't, again, Tuesday, we don't know what the injury updates are. We're going to be watching that. But North Carolina's defense is bad. NC State's offense is almost just as bad. And now we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be for them. So giving the Tar Heels, I, the NC State defense is really, really good. But I think North Carolina can score enough points at home in this game before some turnovers from this NC State offense to cover the six-point spread. I'm also going to take the under well, 56 and a half, though, Charlie. Uh, ta- okay, sorry. I thought yeah. you were going on to another game. No, I'm going to uh, yeah. take, I'm gonna take the under 56 and a half because... NC State's defense, as I mentioned, is a top 15 unit in the country. They are really good. They have three linebackers that are all going to play in the NFL, really well coached. But I don't think that they can score. As bad as North Carolina defense is, NC State, they literally could be playing a four-string quarterback in this game. So that's not a recipe with good defense, and then your team's got a four-string quarterback playing. It's not a recipe for a lot of points scored. So give me the under 56.5 here in this uh, Tar Heel State matchup. Okay, I'm also taking. When I saw it, I saw I had UNC minus six and a half, so I'm definitely going to take the six, six there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm also same reasoning. UNC minus six over NC State. No point total. Hopefully, they can bounce back after losing no. to Tech last oh, weekend. Oh God! No, I'm not doing the point total. I, last week I had a lot of point totals, and this week those I don't. Those are the ones you missed. No, you hit those. Well, I did. I mean, it was just you know, it changed. It's a random from week win. To yeah, week. yeah. Tell me what they look like. All right, I'm gonna stay in the ACC yet again. I, I feel like I always have a lot of ACC picks, Charlie. I don't know why that is. Um, let's go to let's go to Florida. Let's go to South Florida, and I this is another line I don't get, Charlie. I know Pitt's not a high powered offense. I, I understand that, but Miami. You talk about train wrecks. Like A&M's a train wreck. Did you see Miami last week, Charlie, against Clemson? Yeah. Under 100 yards of offense, 98 total yards in that game. They're another team with a quarterback issue. Tyler Van Dyke is out. You've got two guys, Shakuri Brown and uh, Jake Garcia, who neither one can really do much of anything right now offensively. And I know Clemson's defense is good, but Pitt's defense is not that far off, guys. I mean, they got a couple big time players in that defensive front. Um, Servassier Dennis is an awesome linebacker, they got a couple NFL guys. I think Pitt's going to go into Miami and just completely stifle the Hurricanes. They got some bad vibes. There's bad vibes in College Station. There's bad vibes in Miami right now in Coral Gables. Pitt doesn't score well. Uh, Miami Stevens has been fine. They've been okay. But I do think Pitt's going to go in there and run the football down Miami's throat and just take their will away. I think Pitt wins this by 10-plus uh, points. It's going to be Pitt minus 6.5. All right. I do not have a play on that game. But I do have a play on South Carolina playing at Clemson. Do you have a play on this game? Um. Yes, you do. Where? On my lip. Oh, I do. Yes. The literally okay. next. Like the next game. one. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. All right. So South Carolina, we all know, beat Tennessee last weekend. They had a great, great game. Spencer Rattler had the night of his life. It's not ever going to happen again. Clemson. Okay, if they can win out and win the ACC championship, they probably still have hopes of being in the playoffs. I think they're so in. They're. I think they're in. If they do that. Right, so they're coming. They like, are 
Do they, it's a do, rivalry yeah. game. I don't know the relationship between Dabo and Shane. I don't think Dabo's a nice guy. I don't think he's going to care because oh, he wants Dabo's to get into the playoffs. So they're going to try to run the score up as high as possible and just obliterate South Carolina. And also, I don't think Shane Beamer can get his guys up for another game after they beat the number five team mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Clemson is going to get in if they were if they were on the table? There, there's too much to know. I'll let you know after Saturday. Well, I, th- I think the question becomes. Just, I don't know. So I don't know, Charlie. I don't know. It's too much. Too, too many. Too many other factors. See, I don't right think USC is going to run the table. I think USC loses the game. I don't know, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm taking Clemson minus fourteen and a half. I know that for this weekend. Let me ask you just this one more question. I know you don't want to answer it. You're dodging here. If it comes down to either a one loss submission or a one loss Ohio State, that's a non conference champion and a conference champion. Clemson with one loss at Notre Dame. Does Clemson get in? Uh, based off of. Past history says yes. The past history says no. No, past history says yes. They put an emphasis on college cha- on conference championships. But Alabama got in and they didn't even play in the championship. Right, but if you're if it, but Clemson, we're talking about Clemson here. But I again, you don't know. They get to make up whatever they want. So what's your play on this game? Because yeah. we could go know. around and around. I know, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I'm not gonna take a side here. I want to take Clem like you did. I want to take Clemson, but. Because I think Clemson's going to win this game. I, 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 what you saw from South Carolina was the anomaly, guys. Like, 63 points. This is a team. Here's a crazy stat of the day, guys. They had 18 touchdowns in conference play coming into last week's game against Tennessee. And they had nine in that one game. Something's not like the others, right? So I have a really hard time. It's actually, I don't have a hard time believing. It's simply not going to happen. The Gamecocks will not have that kind of offensive performance on the road against that Clemson defense. No way in hell. They're going to turn back into a pumpkin. Spencer Rattler's going to be the pumpkin he always has been all year long. So no, I don't buy it. Clemson is going to win the game. My question is, is Clemson going to score enough points themselves? They've been a little bit better offensively, but I don't. Um, you know what, Charlie? What is it? 14 and a half? Yes. No, I don't like the hook. Um, I'm going to say the under 52. I'm taking the under 52 because Clemson's offense is not dynamic. They don't score a lot of points themselves. And I just I don't think Carolina's going to score maybe. I they might stay in single digits in this game. I, I just I think they're going to go back to being what they've been all year. I mean, that was a, a one-time only thing. It was glorious in that moment last week against Tennessee because we all wanted to see that. But I don't think that's uh, sustainable and replicable for the Gamecock. So give me Clemson at home under 52. All right. How many more picks do you have? 12? Mm, 10-ish. 10. Okay. We'll keep going because I only have two left. So okay, I'll okay, okay, okay. when... I think I'm done with ACC play here. Um, actually, you want to take a break real quick, Charlie? Absolutely. Let's do that real quick. So Alumni Hall, guys. It's Tuesday, so I don't quite... I think later today I'm going to be getting the deals. I don't have them right now. But I promise you, they're going to be killer because every single year they are awesome. And if you are in the market for any Georgia gear, I don't care what brand it is, what style it is, what you're looking for, who you're buying for. If there's a Georgia fan in your life... Or any college football or college sports fan because... They do. I mean, they have different they have teams. other team I mean, gear. You can online, you can get online, you can go shop for whoever it is. I mean, honestly, I hope that you don't we have... We wouldn't recommend it personally, but they do have great options. I mean, I cut fans of other teams out of my life. They're not in my life. But some people I know, I'm weird. I'm weird. I'm weird like that. So if you have some people in your life that are not Georgia fans, you can go to their website and find whatever you want to find. But for all the Georgia fans in your life, Alumni Hall has got you covered, guys. They're going to have a crazy number of doorbuster deals for Black Friday, so make sure to check them out online at alumnihall.com or if you're in the Athens area, here in-store in the Epps Bridge Shopping Center because Alumni Hall is where the Bulldogs shop. 
You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay, Charlie, let's move into the Big Ten. You got any Big Ten plays? Place left two plays left total. Okay, well, fantastic. All right, so I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna. Go, you got to play in Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, you do. I see it yes. over there. I'm gonna also go. Um, I got Ohio State. His lines moved a little bit. I'm gonna take Ohio State minus seven and a half at home against Michigan. And there's a lot of elements to this game, Charlie. The revenge factor from last year and the way they got punked in Ann Arbor by the uh, by the Wolverines. And the reality is, Ohio State's just a more complete football team. The issue with Ohio State last year was their defense. They're still not an elite defense. Jim Knowles has come in. He's stabilized their defense, and they are at least a good defense. And they can run the ball on you. They can throw the ball on you. They can do anything they want to do to you offensively. They can play whatever game it is that you want them to have to play. And last year, I don't know if they were as equipped to do that. Michigan, on the other hand, is still really good defensively. They don't have the elite game changers they had, like Aiden Hutchinson, but they're still a really talented unit. They're really well coaching. They play hard, physical football. But offensively is where Michigan falls short for me. Now, they run the football as well as just about any team in the country in the Power Five. Blake Quorum should definitely be in the Heisman Trophy conversation. I loved him last year. He got banged up late in the year. Um, he came back and played against us, but he wasn't 100%. But he has been that dude this year. Problem is, he is their offense. Dominic Edwards is a really good running back to kind of back him up. He was hurt last week, too. And and Blake Quorum, is, he's, he got hurt, guys. He, tried, he got hurt. And try to come back in the third quarter and play against Illinois. I think he had one carry after halftime and was back out. He just couldn't go. Now, is he going to get healed and be perfectly healthy, ready to go in one week? Odds are no. Probably not. Now, is he going to give it a shot? I'd say he probably gives it a shot. But is he going to be himself? I don't think so. And without Blake Corm in the lineup, I don't know how Michigan's going to consistently score enough points to keep up with Ohio State. Not that Ohio State's going to score as many points as they normally do against this Michigan defense, but they're going to score some points. And J.J. McCarthy is a really good part of the running game for Michigan as, as their quarterback, but he is not a guy that is going to beat you with his arm. He's just simply not. He has not shown the ability to do that all year long. Now he's magically going to be able to do that in this spot. I don't think they have game breakers at wide receiver. They have some guys that I think are going to be good, but they're not quite there yet. So I think Ohio State, just they all signs to me, talent, um, health factors, uh, revenge spot at home. I think all signs are pointing to Ohio State in this game. I would love it if this would get down just one more hook, get down to seven. It's moved a little bit, but I, I'm still going to take the Buckeyes at home minus seven and a half against Michigan. I'm also going to take the Ohio State Michigan under 57. I don't think Michigan's going to score a lot of points because especially if Blake Corman is not himself. I don't know who they're going to go to and how they're going to generate those points against a much improved Ohio State defense. Ohio State will score points, but Michigan is still good defensively. 
I don't think Ohio State's going to go crazy. I think Ohio State scores somewhere in like the the maybe low 30s. I don't know if Michigan even gets to 20, to be honest, if Blake Corm's not healthy. Okay, well, you must have checked the lines more recently than I did. I did this morning. Okay. They moved a little bit. Uh, so I had Ohio State minus eight. Um, Take the seven and a half. I'm taking it, yeah. the seven yeah. and a half, but they're going to want revenge after Michigan beat them last year. And yeah, it's a rivalry game. Yeah. So they're going to be up for it. It's at home for them. Yeah. Ohio. They State. want this game. Ohio State minus seven and a half, easy. Yeah. I, I, I easy, easy. I don't know, easy. Hmm. Yep. Charlie's confident. You put him. And we don't know how healthy Blake Corum is either. And that's the big thing. After right? last yeah. weekend. And and you saw what their offense looked like against Illinois when he was not in the lineup. And I know Illinois is good on defense, but it was not a good look for them. All right, so let's move on. Keeping the Big Ten here, I'm gonna go. Um, let's go to Iowa City. Nebraska, I'm in fade Nebraska mode. I've learned my lesson. Iowa minus nine and a half versus Nebraska. I have flipped my script on Iowa. Iowa's probably going to win the Big Ten West. If they win this game, they will win the Big Ten West, and they'll have the right to get murdered by Ohio State, probably. Um, but they've played better. Offensively, they're not good. But hey, they're scoring in the 20s now, which is like something, because they were in single digits for the first half of the year, basically like every single week. Are Iowa and A&M like on the same trend? <laughs> Uh, offensively, like, they, yes, score. old school, yes, very, very similar, very similar. Iowa's at least like made some improvements. They've done, it, and they got a little bit healthier receiver, which has helped certainly. In Nebraska, I mean, dear God, I mean, they almost won that game against Wisconsin last week. But they did, they had under 200 yards total offense. Iowa's defense is better than Nebraska's defense, and this is in Iowa City. I don't see how Nebraska's gonna have any hope of scoring points. Iowa doesn't score a lot of points, but they're gonna, they're, they're improving. Petrus has stabilized a little bit. Got some receivers back. Sam Laporte is still a really good tight end for them. So I think Iowa Iowa knows what's at stake here. Like the Big Ten West is here. Like it's for the taking. So I think Iowa comes out and they play well in this game. So give me the Hawkeyes minus nine and a half. Um, I'm going to go one more because I think this is your last pick. You got Illinois, right? And I, yeah. All right. You want me to say my pick real quick or do you want to go? Okay. Well, you can do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Illinois minus 13 at Northwestern. Of course, there's always the threat of a hangover spot here. Losing to Michigan like that when they came so close. But Illinois is just a, a vastly superior team to Northwestern. Guys, Northwestern is... I mean, there's a couple of teams, Northwestern, Stanford, those kind of teams that are in the conversation for worst Power 5 team in the country. Northwestern's gotten better-ish as the seasons progress, but they still just, I mean, they can't win football games. They really can't. Illinois, I know they're not going to win the Big Ten West. It was a fun story while it lasted, but they are still like statistically a really, really good football team. They are, in their yardage margin, they are plus 1,500 yards, guys, plus 1,500. Northwestern is like minus 500. So, like statistically, this game should not be close. I know it's at Northwestern. It's kind of a rivalry game, if you want to call it a rivalry game, between two programs that aren't usually ever any good. But I think Illinois gets back on track in this game. They're going to be able to run all over Northwestern. So give me Illinois minus 13 at Northwestern. All right, I'm also taking Illinois minus 13. They're just a better team. Absolutely. Northwestern is just Northwestern. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald, I know he's like... Do you think they'll fire him? He's got like a lifetime... He doesn't have a lifetime deal, but like... He's been so good for them because they're never good. And at least he's been good a couple times with them. But like this year's bad. But the past couple, since the COVID year, they've been terrible, yeah. Charlie. Very, very, very bad. I don't think they're going to fire him. Now, is he like maybe mentioning on some hot seats going into next year? Potentially. Because at some point, even if you're like, yes, you're an alumni and you. I mean, Scott Frost got fired. Yeah. So. Some, 
Now, he had some success that Scott Frost ever had there, but and it's a harder job. Expectations are not as high. But at some point, if, you are, he's getting a if you're only winning time. like one and two games a year, at some point, it's going to be like, all right, man, like, we love you, but like we gotta we gotta do better than this. And I don't, I don't know I don't know when that point comes for them. All right, that was my last pick. How many do you have? Uh, I got a couple more. I got a pack twelve. A couple in the pack twelve. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll through these. I know Charlie. I don't want to make you sit here and wait all day. So um, let's go pack twelve. Washington minus two at Washington State. Washington State's a good football team, guys. But every game they seem to play in the pack twelve is close. Cam Ward's come in from the FCS level and been a good quarterback for them. He has not been the dynamic player a lot of people were expecting him to be. Washington can score the freaking football. Now, they're not great on defense. And this is on the Palouse. It's at Wazoo. So, a little bit of a, of a, I don't know there. But I think Washington is just going to be able to score in a way that Washington State will not be able to keep up with. So, give me the Huskies minus two. Michael Penix has played the best football of his life this year. I mean, he's been incredible for them. Um, Staying in the Pac-12, I've got Arizona minus four versus Arizona State. I feel really, really good about this game. Arizona has been flirting with bowl eligibility all year. Probably not going to get there, but Arizona State, I think they've quit. I think they've quit at this point. Herm Edwards got fired, obviously, early in the season, and they kind of had a little something, you know, trying to fight back, but they have quit. They're just, they're not good right now. Arizona, um, Jaden DeLora can score points. He'll, he'll turn over the football, which they did last week, but they can score points, and I think that they're going to. Uh, they're. I think they'll beat Arizona State by 14 plus points. Charlie, I mean, this line makes no sense to me. I know it's a rivalry game, but give me the Wildcats minus four. I'm also going to take Arizona. Arizona State over 64. Neither team plays a lick of defense. Arizona can put up a lot of points, so uh, I'm going to go over 64 in that game. Uh, I'm going to go Oregon minus three at Oregon State. This one's iffy, guys. Like I'm going to put a lot of money. I'm probably going to put three or four units on the Arizona line, minus four. I might put one unit on this game. This is Oregon State's like the quietest eight and three team in the entire country, guys. Like, like no one knows that they're eight and three, but they are, and they're good. John Smith's done a really nice job there. They don't have much of anything at quarterback right now. They actually have a backup playing right now, Go Branson. Um, they have a really good running attack, though. They run the football. They have a really good freshman running back. Oregon is a better team, though. My only concern here is the reason I'm only putting one unit on this play is the health of Bo Nix. Now, Bo Nix, you, you know, throughout his career, I, I've ripped Bo Nix. I've been a Bo Nix hater. He's played much better this year. I mean, he's been really, really good for them this year because they finally utilized his strengths, which is like, hey, novel idea, right? But I got to give the guy credit for gutting it out last week in that game to try to keep their Pac-12 playoff or Pac-12 title hopes alive against a good Utah team. And uh, he wasn't himself, but he gritted it out, toughed it out, and helped them win a, an uncharacteristically low-scoring affair. I think it was 21-17 was the final score. So, and he was he guys like he couldn't run the ball at all. Like if he he hit a couple passes down the field, and he was like walking to the line of scrimmage like 50 yards down the field. They had to wait on him because this guy can't run. So that concerns me a little bit. Hopefully gets a little bit healthier this week. I just think Oregon's a better team to get more weapons offensively. So give me the Ducks minus three. Notre Dame, USC. I'm going to take the under 63 here. USC is a good football team. Are they a good offense? Caleb Williams is awesome. He really is. But Notre Dame has been playing really, really, really well on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they have really been stifling teams. And I, I just have this sneaking feeling that Notre Dame is going to be able to defend Caleb Williams in this USC offense in a way that no one really has all years. Even the game they lost at Utah, they lost by a point on two-point conversion late in the game. They, they put up plenty of points to win that game. And they offensively, they played really well. I think Notre Dame's going to have a little something for them offensively. Notre Dame themselves doesn't score all that much. So give me Notre Dame, USC under 63. 
Uh, staying out west, let's go BYU at Stanford. Give me the Cougars minus six and a half. The Cougars have been a major disappointment for me this year. Injuries had a lot to do with that. But anyway, you slice it, they've been disappointing. But they have far more playmakers than Stanford has. Um, and it's like, I know it's on the road, but it's, it's Stanford, guys. There might be seven people in attendance. I mean, I, that's not hyperbole. There might be seven people in attendance in this game, maybe. So give me the Cougars. Puka Nakua is an awesome receiver. Jaron Hall is going to be an NFL quarterback. Give me BYU minus six and a half. And I got one G5 play here, Charlie. And this one, I'm also going to put one play on because John Rice Plumley. we don't know the status of his shoulder. He hurt his shoulder last week and the loss to Navy. God, wow, weird. Uh, but UCF, give me UCF minus 20. Mikey Keene was the starter last year. He's, he's a good, he's about as good of a backup as you're going to find. Um, they're playing at USF. It's a rivalry game if you want to call it that. USF put up a fight last week, but they're still like their third or fourth string quarterback right now. They've won one game all year. UCF needs this game to make it to the um, AAC title game. So give me the the Knights minus 20 at South Florida. Was that fast enough for you, Charlie? That was pretty good. I'm impressed. Not bad. Not bad. All right. So we got uh, some upset specials, some parlays to give out. All right, let's go to upset specials of the week. This week, I am taking Wazoo over Washington. Oh, you're fading me. Yes. Charlie's fading me. All right. Honestly, that's not a bad pick, Charlie. I, um, I'm i not super confident in Washington there, but I think they can score some points. That's, that's a good pick. It's a good, solid pick. All right, my upset special, I just talked about it a second ago. I'm going to go ahead and call it, guys. I'm going to call it here. Notre Dame over USC. I know history doesn't I don't matter. Think that's gonna happen. I know history doesn't matter. But historically, Charlie, Notre Dame has a habit of going into USC and upsetting USC and ruining chances to make it big into the casual not casual playoff. I don't think but it'll happen this year. Notre Dame sucks on offense. But here well, they, they don't throw the ball well. Charlie, estimates are really good running back. They have some dudes that can run the football. USC is terrible against the run. Notre Dame has been playing lights out over the past month or so on defense. They've really been good on defense all year long. Caleb Williams is awesome. But some of their best players have been banged up. Travis dies out for the year at running back. I know Austin Jones came in at a good good game last week. But US the UCLA defense ain't the Notre Dame defense. Jordan Addison and Mario Williams are back, but they've been kind of banged up. Are they 100 percent healthy? I don't know. This is a, a feels play here, Charlie. But I feel like Notre Dame has a shot in this game. And I could be totally wrong here. And USC also, I mean, Charlie, they had this huge emotional game against UCLA last weekend. They've locked up a spot in the Pac-12 title game. They're thinking big picture. Notre Dame just thinking, we just want to beat USC. So I think this Notre Dame defense is really going to be able to hold USC in check in a way that no one has all year. And I think they're going to be able to run the football right down USC's throat. So give me Notre Dame over USC. I know that sounds crazy. But Charlie, the line's only five and a half for a reason. That's okay. I just disagree. Okay, that's fine. I'm, you're probably right. Honestly, be honest with you. You're probably I mean, right. I think it'll be close, but I don't. I think USC wins. Okay. All right. We'll see. All right. Parlay. Who you got? All right. I have a four leg parlay. I'm taking UCLA over Cal, Purdue over Indiana, LSU of course over A and M, and TCU over Iowa State. It only pays out at 138, but you know, but it's a nice. Cautious money never hurt anybody. Yeah. I like actually, Charlie. I mean, none of those teams should lose, so I like that one. All right. My parlay this week. I'm going to go all on the money line. I've kind of gotten to a groove here with these money line parlays. So give me Iowa, Florida State, Ohio State, and Arizona. And that comes out to plus 215 juice on that. I think that's a winner, guys. I know that I had a, a, a little bit of a lull, to put it lightly there, in the middle of the season. But past couple weeks, I've been on fire with these parlays. And I'm feeling good about this one as well. All right, Charlie. 
We have to go through. We got a recap. You always forget that. No, I, I was trying to bring it to your attention. All right, on my card, which always has significantly fewer picks, but has very done selective. Well. There's nothing wrong. You've done well. You, hey, do your thing, Charlie. Do your I've thing. I've done well. All right. First up, Mississippi State plus two at Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl on Thursday. Plus two and a half, right? Plus two and a half. Did I say plus two? I meant plus two and a half. All right, taking the Auburn-Alabama over in the Iron Bowl of 49 and a half. LSU minus 10 at A&M. Uh, Vandy plus 14 at home against Tennessee. Taking Arkansas minus three and a half on the road at Mizzou. Taking Clemson minus 14 and a half. Um, against South Carolina, UNC minus six at home against NC State, FSU minus nine and a half against Florida, taking Ohio State minus seven and a half against Michigan. That'll be an interesting one to watch. See who gets knocked out of the top four. Well, I'm maybe be, gets knocked I'm out of be the in top full, four. Like social media blackout mode during our game. I'm, I'm probably gonna pull out the. I'm gonna do the AirPod thing during the during the, the uh, TV timeouts in our game, so I don't hear yeah. people talking about it. Yeah, that's also, gonna be my move. If you need a raincoat for Saturday, you can go to Alumni Hall or a poncho because now the rain percentage is up to 90%. Oh my, is it? Yes, I just checked. Oh no. Um, on my Back to my card, sorry. Illinois minus 13 at Northwestern. My upset special is Washington State over Washington. And my four-leg parlay includes UCLA over Cal, Purdue over Indiana, LSU over A&M, and TCU over Iowa State. Fantastic, Charlie. Excellent card yet again. I have no doubt that you're going to have a killer week. I'm going to try to do the same. I, you're right, Charlie. I do have a lot more, so I'm going to run through these here real quick. All right. I got Thursday night, Ole Miss, minus 2.5 at Mississippi State. So we're fighting to kick things off this week, Charlie. And I got Auburn, plus 22 at Bama. That's a fields game. We'll see how that one plays out for me. LSU, minus 10 at AM. Give me Vandy, Tennessee, over 65. I think Tennessee comes out and tries to take out some frustrations. They probably put up 40, 50 on Vandy. Uh FSU minus nine and a half versus Florida. Charlie and I are in agreement on that one. We're also in agreement on North Carolina minus six versus NC State. I'm also in the under 56 and a half with UNC NC State. Give me Wake minus three and a half at Duke. Pitt, I don't understand this line. Give me Pitt minus six and a half at Miami. Miami is quit. They're done this year. South Carolina at Clemson under 52. The South Carolina offense is not going to replicate what they did against Tennessee against this Clemson defense. Ain't happening. Give me Ohio State minus seven and a half versus Michigan. Also, me the under fifty-seven in that game. Give me Iowa trying to lock up a trip to the Big Ten title game minus nine and a half against Nebraska. Give me Illinois minus thirteen at Northwestern. Washington minus two. Charlie and I are not in agreement on that one. Give me the Huskies minus two on the road in the Palouse. I love Arizona minus four versus Arizona State. Give me the over 64 in that game as well. Oregon minus three. I'm not as confident in this one. We'll see what Bo Nix's health status is. So watch that close, guys, over the next couple of days. But Oregon minus three at Oregon State. Give me Notre Dame at USC under 63. Love BYU minus six six and a half at Stanford. It's one of my top plays of the week. Give me UCF minus 20 at South Florida. South Florida is just dreadful. Um, upset special. Charlie is not in agreement with me on this one. She hates this pick. I can see it in her face right now. Notre Dame over USC. And then my parlay, Iowa, Florida State, Ohio State, Arizona, all on the money line, plus 215 odds on that one. So there we have it, guys. Let's have a weekend here. Uh, this will be the last episode that we have before Thanksgiving. So just a, a shout out to all you listeners out there. 
you know, you're supposed to tell people what you're thankful for. I'm a believer in telling people how you feel about them while you still have a chance to do it. And I, I've said this before, so this is not new, but let me just say it again. Thank you guys. We are incredibly thankful for each and every one of you. When we started this podcast way back in 2015, I mean, my God, like we had 10, 15, 20 people listening and we just kept plugging away at it and you guys liked what you heard and you keep coming back and we, uh, man, cannot thank you guys enough because this podcast would not be here without you unequivocally i can say that so thank you for all the support over the years guys and we're going to keep this thing rolling so uh thank you we love you guys ditto happy thanksgiving everyone remember we're both at 60 percent. so go to my bookie use the promo code uga and take some of our picks because you'll probably end up winning some money holiday season guys you need that cash i know i do we have extra days of football this weekend so enjoy thursday friday and saturday it's gonna be lovely it's gonna be be hey tuesday charlie maction tonight come on you're not are you not participating maction but we usually don't get the friday games and good games on thursday like big games sure i love feast week Football, basketball, it's a beautiful thing. Again, go to my bookie. Yes, my bookie. Thank you. code UGA and bet some money. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you. That's all we got for you today. Hopefully, we'll win some money for you guys this weekend. But for Charlie, I'm Tyler. Happy Thanksgiving. And as always, go dogs.